So you'll find yourselves outside the watch house in the uh, the Square of Heroes. It's kind of uh, it, it's a, it's still a chilly day as it has been, but um, the clouds are clearing um, today. It seems it, it's cold. It's a, you know early in the the first month of the year, but the wind chill is definitely still there. But there's a, there's a signs of uh, signs of a brightening blue sky on the horizon, and uh, the sun is uh, is putting in an appearance. I think now that we're back in civilization, Boog has probably ditched the makeshift like blanket cape because that's going to stand out a little bit so he's back to being tense and uh, is looking to the sky and the, the sun coming through the clouds or what have you and yeah you can see gritted teeth like, Whoa, another bracing day for us to uh, go out and uh, roam the town uh, it's a shame we couldn't really get more from the captain of the guard there but well, what do you think we should do should we should we try and press on and spread word of what might happen or I'm not sure what action to take yeah I wonder I wonder if we should go to the, uh, the opera house and see if anyone uh, knows uh, anything about I, I don't know uh, whether she's you know the, the the imposter I mean has been to the opera house or anything sounds good yes this uh, well we are we sorry just out of out of the moment are we have we got the girl with us, or is she back in the guardhouse still? I think she's in the guardhouse, isn't she? I'm pretty sure she's with you, but we can we can go either way on that if you if you want. Because if she's with us, then that's that's a factor of like we can take her to the opera house, and that's an immediate trigger for things to happen. Because if she's a known quantity at that place, but she's not been there yet, then we can start having some conversations. She is with you, let's say, but if you want her not to be with you, you can take her and put her in a hotel room or you know leave, you know you can tell her hey hang out here or whatever it's, it's totally up to you but uh, I, I in my head i was like she was with you in the watch house and then when you all left she followed she came with you mm-hmm. we can ice her on that basis then I, th- I think we take her to the opera house and yeah start asking questions use her as the kind of like the trigger for that mm-hmm Oh, if that sounds good, then I guess we'll make our way there. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Making right. our way to the opera house. Walking past. Yeah. Faces I mean, it's... Faces pass. pass. <laughs> mm-hmm. homebound? Not yet. <laughs> opera house. Any chance um, we uh, stop by a coat stand or something on the way? For you 100% Buddha? can. At any point, if you want to do anything like, you know, <laughs> anything like that, you can. It's not... <laughs> the, the game yeah. isn't a corridor. Especially now you're in there. Looks at at Booga. She's like, "You uh, maybe maybe you could get like a like a fancy scarf or something, and it would you know fit with the rest of your outfit. But you know you'd be a little warmer or something." Oh well, I I shouldn't think we should make a big detour for that. But yes, if there's somewhere on the way, I, I wouldn't argue with it. I mean, the thing about it being on the way is that it's a straight line walk across an empty open space to get to the opera house. Um, that you can Bam. see it from here. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, look, a shop. Shopping F- Funnily enough, there is a fancy department store just a couple of doors down from the um, from the watch house. <laughs> if you wanted to go there. No, I, I think Booger can like pride being what it is. He's he's gonna stay tense. No, no, I'll uh, on second thoughts. Uh, it, it will help me to work on my constitution. 
Yes. Mm. <laughs> Kirik is not sold, but he's not going to push you. <laughs> I think you've previously, you know, you've seen through um, Bruger's blustering about coldness before on previous occasions, and this seems to be more of the same, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, all right, well, leaving the watch house and the department store behind you, I guess, then. <laughs> <laughs> You walk across the square of heroes, which is it's fairly um you know, it's fairly well populated most of the time really. This is a real kind of central landmark in, in Valenay, you know, the a lot of the sort of important important's the wrong word, but like a lot of sort of attraction buildings are around here, you know, the Opera House, the I previously mentioned the Explorers Guilds here. You know, it is it's a sort of central meeting place for a lot of people. So there are a fair number of people just kind of meandering. Some of them are sort of seem to be on more important errands than that. Um, but even at this sort of fairly early, you know, sort of mid-morning time, it, it's you know, it's it's fairly it's fairly busy here as you make your way across. Not that not to the point where you're having you know you're not pushing through crowds or anything. There's just quite a lot of people wandering around between the sort of there's rows of statues depicting sort of heroes of the land, and there's um, not in your path but like off to off to one side, kind of in the centre of the square, is a rather large sort of fountain, sort of part fountain, part giant sculpture sort of thing, um, which does appear to have frozen over. As we're um, passing through the crowd, I think Booger's making a point of looking at people's faces and trying to see if anybody's eyes head towards our travelling companion. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, I guess, can I just get a perception check from you? 16. 16, Okay. People kind of glance in your direction, but like not in like a, you're not like drawing attention to yourselves, really. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody who's looking at her kind of in particular. You you, you know you, uh, as uh, whenever you're sort of in civilization, there's a lot of people kind of you know wandering around, especially. If, but there's some people kind of just seem to be kind of casually walking. There's a little bit of people watching going on, so you you know it's not like people aren't looking at you, um, mm. but you're not like under intense scrutiny at all. Not that you can see anyway. Okay. Well, unless anybody wants to stop, then let's head on in up to the doors of the Opera House and see. Is it open? Is there anybody outside? The doors at the front of the Opera House appear to be closed. It's, you know, sort of fairly early in the morning. You, you make your way up a set of marble stairs to to get up to this sort of... It's quite an imposing sort of front of the building. Um, I'd say there's a lot of carved pillars, and it, it all kind of seems to be quite clean, sort of polished marble surfaces on everything um it's kind of gargoyles on the roof everything it's quite a sort of it, it's a it's a quite a grand building is what i'm saying the, there's several sets of kind of double doors next to each other mm-hmm. you know the type like a theater entrance is so they can kind of let large groups mm-hmm. large crowds out in uh, at any one time all of them appear to be closed at the moment you do notice though as you come up there's posters up in the sort of frames on either side that have been added to saying opens tonight and it's quite a sort of dramatic painted scene of a a huge kind of red uh, evil looking figure standing over a group of heroes and the title of the uh, the title on it under it says the downfall of the demon and as I say it says opens tonight. Mira's gonna look and see if there's like any I guess she's gonna she's kind of gonna look for a stage door mm. okay sort of side entrance. Sure. Uh, can I get an investigation check? For you? Yeah. Okay. Five. Five. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a having, building. You're having a bit of trouble finding the side of the building. 
<laughs> the the well the, the first side that you try it doesn't there's an alleyway that doesn't seem to go anywhere other than like a couple of like large waste containers and you know it's it's not you, you guess this isn't the stage entrance <laughs> and then you, you find yourself a little bit turned around all of a sudden and you're like well if it's not here where could it be mm-hmm. yeah so it's possible the entranceway isn't accessible from sort of this side of the the frontage at all okay mirror's gonna go straight up to doors then sure and see if one was open she's going to very annoyingly try every single door okay <laughs> i'm picturing just starting on one side and just rattling it and yeah it's closed and then you move on to the next one and you're rattling it and it's closed and you make it about two-thirds of the way along these sort of sets of doors and you see um there, there's some glass in them so you know you can you sort of see into it and you as they make it about two thirds of the way along and there is a uh, a dwarf is rushing towards the the other side of the, the doors and he, he he knocks back at you from the other side you just hear sort of muffled through the glass what do you want oh um we have we have questions uh about uh i guess uh tonight's performance it uh, tonight it's all sold out tonight uh, uh, we we actually have um the the star. We have to we have to talk. Is there like a manager we can talk to or or something? Mir is full on shouting through the glass. Yeah, <laughs> I'm picturing like he's not opened the door at all. You're both just basically up against the glass, just yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yells back. I'm the manager. Oh well, um, um, we have some some concerns about uh tonight's performance. Because uh, our uh, the 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 star of the the show, we we guess uh, um, got um, um um perhaps we should not scream this in public. Oh. You open the door. Oh yeah. Make a persuasion check, I guess. Booger's going to be looking around to see if anybody's been eavesdropping. <laughs> okay, uh, I guess going to get a perception check from you as well then eavesdropping we've literally screaming this into the square (laughs) (laughs) alright that's a 15 for my perception okay Um, persuasion and a natural 20 okay Uh, you don't see any but you're definitely drawing some stairs but nobody is like (laughs) yeah I mean it's tough to tell if people are eavesdropping or not it's just the fact that like Mary's just yelling, uh, so people can, you know, people like from quite some distance away, just kind of looking. Um, <laughs> the uh, in response though to you go, can you open the door? Um, the, the manager kind of rolls his eyes and sort of pulls the set of keys from his belt and unlocks the door. He's got it. He holds onto the handle and he sort of sort of peeks around and goes, "Right, what? What is it?" Oh yeah, hi. Um, this is this is so much nicer. Um, uh, we have some concerns, and I will gesture towards. Um, I'm assuming that I we brought Marianne with us. I'm sorry, we just went over yes. this, but yes, yeah. we did. Okay. I'm assuming she like sort of walked up to the door, and I like gesture towards her. Yeah, she like, she just kind of she's looking a little bit sort of um, uh, overwhelmed a little bit, but she sort of leans around <laughs> around Booger and just sort of. Waves this. Hello there, Mr. Horace. He just sort of looks at me and goes, oh, 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 Mr. We weren't expecting you to tonight till the performance. Um, this isn't your usual manager. Um, please come in, come in out of the cold. Beckons you all inside. Ray will dart inside, 
just to case the place before we actually let Marianne in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a uh, it's quite a grand sort of entrance hall. There's it's not been fully lit up. There's a um, chandelier, pretty huge one, kind of hanging above the room, um, which hasn't been lit at this point in the day because it's you know it's the morning and <laughs> there's no patrons expected yet so there's just a couple of sort of low burning candles in here so it's not completely dark but it's definitely like light enough that you can sort of see around but not give away the impression that the place is open to anybody who's happening to go past Horace seems to be the only one only person you see here in this entrance way though okay as we're being led in then um Booga's going to respond and say uh, we're not actually this girl's management uh, we, we found her on the road very much worse for wear She'd been assaulted, and, well, you may want to sit down for this. There's news of, uh, well, people trying to infiltrate your troop. Sorry, As... I love that you didn't give him a chance to sit down. Infiltrated? What do you mean, infiltrated? I would like to, um, I would like to roll an insight, uh, as, sure. as we give him this news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. That is a 13. 13. It's tough to read a little bit, but you're not picking up any sort of immediate signs of, like... He doesn't look like he knew about it. He's more looking confused at what you're saying. So I think, which is kind of, you know, sort of what you'd expect from somebody who didn't Mm -hmm. know about it. Which Miri is utterly baffled at, because everybody should be worried about this thing, obviously. Clearly. Mm. So worrying. (laughs) But uh, he's... I say so. What do you mean infiltrated? Oh well. Um. Okay. So. 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 Um. This is. This is Marianne. Yes, I know. We've known each other for years. Yeah. Um. Well, we we found her. Her carriage had been um attacked. Um. On the road, and we uh we saved her, and we had to fight some uh big little, little tree goblin thing and it was mean anyway and uh then we found out that someone had killed her manager and someone uh is trying to impersonate her and we are worried because um you know it's the it's the the king is i guess gonna come see this so oh uh, yeah so uh, we're, we're expecting his majesty uh tonight we got the royal box all prepared everything you, you say rickard rickard was killed was he? Yes, uh, I'm afraid so. Uh, along along with our driver and our guard, and um, they, uh, one of them, her face it, it changed to become like mine, and then then I uh, I was uh, rescued by these fine folks. Mm. Mary puffs out her chest a little bit. Oh, it's a little bit of pride. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is very worrying. I mean, and and you think the uh, they are. They're, they're coming here still. Well, we don't have any reason to believe they wouldn't. Hmm. Why steal her face in particular? That's, that's, that is true. I mean, th- this is my only, uh, the only place I was known to be going. And uh, Mr. Horace, you, uh, you haven't seen, well, you haven't seen me at all, have you? The last day or so? He, uh, he shakes his head. Says, oh, well, it's, uh, we're used to, uh, used to how things, uh, well, uh, how you usually operate, miss, uh, you know, weren't expecting you to tonight. Well, what do you think we should do? I mean, uh, we, we can't cancel the performance, we'd be ruined. I don't think you should cancel, because nothing does that we know that 
something's up. Right now, we think that maybe they don't know that we know. That they know. That, that we know. That uh, they know. Mm. That, that we know. Uh, uh, now mm. I know. Oh! And he, he puts his head in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, it shouldn't really go any further than ours, I don't think. Um, but when, in terms of what to do, well, we're ahead of the game. If they don't know that we know what they know, then we could lay a trap. Because we know. Yeah. Yeah, that they know. Right. But they don't know that we know. That they know. So yeah, this is all very complicated. Uh, well, uh, what would you? What do you want me to do? What do, you, uh, I, I, do I can't have any trouble with the king coming, and uh, we can't cancel the performance either. Uh, the, the amount of money we've invested in sets alone for tonight's performances. Oh, he seems sort of, he's still got his head in his hands, and he just sort of he's sat down on one of the steps that sort of leads up to the. There's like two sweeping staircases that go up from the ground floor, and he's just sat down on one of them, and he's got his head in his hands. What kind of um, what kind of species is he? He's a dwarf. Okay, is the crew here? Are they preparing? We, I guess we could go talk to them, and uh, we don't want to we don't want to tell them that we know anything because we don't want them to know that we know. But um, we could pretend to be her her uh, manager, and and you know, I don't know. She just got a new manager or something, or record is out of I don't know feeling under the weather. Uh, the, uh, some of the uh, well, the stage crew are, are here. The orchestra's uh, having a morning uh, morning rehearsal. Um, not expecting the uh, well, the, the other singers in till uh, early afternoon, and the dancers in shortly after. Uh, he's, he's sort of he's, he, see, he's sort of trying to snap himself back into kind of management mode. I mean, I, I can show you around, uh, uh, and uh, you, you said you wanted to set a trap. What kind of what kind of trap were you thinking? So, so if we pretend to be her or her managers, who new managers? Maybe if she wants to, I don't know, see the the setup. You know, you could give us a little tour, and she could see. And Marianne sort of says, "Yes, Mr. Horace, the uh, the chorus. They already think I am. How, how did they put it? High strung by not uh, not arriving till the day of the performance. Perhaps this is." perfect cover my my uh my mind is uh here to check out and see if everything is to my satisfaction sort of nods yeah yeah i mean, I mean oh no nobody thinks wrong of it he sort of realizes what he's agreeing to <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. oh no nobody thinks that nobody thinks any the less of you man oh you're you're a star yeah, yeah some accommodation's got to be made <laughs> of course so but yes i mean that that could be a good cover and uh what about yourself? We we could hide you in my office for now if you want. If you wanted to stay hidden, no. She sort of she looks she looks at the three of you. Whatever they think is best. Well, what if what if she came with us and then we could um, look for reactions among the, among the people when they see her? Because you know, if there was anyone that knew that she was supposed to be with other people, they they would be really surprised if they saw her with us. You know. And we might be able to see that. Yes, it's unlikely that whoever's uh, running this scheme is working alone. And if we, yes, speak speak to the crew and check to see if they have reactions. And he's scratching his chin, thinking over the uh, potentials. 
here. Is there anybody who has been acting out of the ordinary recently? Anybody that's got a routine that they've been breaking or acting strangely? Uh, everybody here's a well. They've all got their own little rituals and every, quite a superstitious uh, bunch. These uh, the, you know um, musical the musical lot. Um, but I think you'll find everybody here's a, a little bit eccentric. Have you had any new any um, new recent recent hires or anything? Uh, new people? Uh, well, I mean, uh, it's quite. <sighs> It's quite usual for us uh, to lo- lose a member or two of, and, and gain a new member of the chorus uh, every season as they, people, you know, people's careers and that. I mean, it's, a, it's a big company, and double that for the some of the stage crew. All, all of my principals, though, have, have all uh, have all been here for years, though. So, uh, uh, no, no changes from them as far as I can tell. Well, let's start canvassing these people, and at the same time, you can show us the uh, entrances and exits to this place. So we've got some idea of where people might be coming and going from. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. So let's get let's get in out of the let's get out of the foyer and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, follow me. He sort of stands up and leads the way uh, through uh, one of the kind of main entrance doors into um, what is soon confirmed to be the sort of main auditorium space of the opera house. Uh, you find yourselves at the top of a set of steps going down uh, to form one of the aisles uh, of the, the sort of uh, the sort of stalls area of the, of the of the Opera House Auditorium and it's it really is in here like the grandest sort of grandest concert space that any of you have, have ever found yourselves in. That being said, have any of your characters ever been to a theatre or an auditorium before? Um, well probably not a no, definitely not one of this scale I would imagine but um, Yeah, pretty low bar. I don't think I've been to any. I think Booger's read about grand bulls and like ex- extravagant versions of this kind of stuff, and mm. is kind of quietly excited about what's happening here. But as much as he's experienced, is probably going to like a penny theater or something and being appalled by like what he was witnessing. <laughs> that this was not the highbrow entertainment he was led to believe was out there. Yeah, but at the same time, he he got what he paid for. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this, as okay, so this is so far above what you've experienced before. The um, the entire interior of this um, this auditorium, which goes up and up and up, you you, you look and um, there's rows upon rows of circles above you, heading up into the rafters. All of the interior is extremely finely carved wood. Tough to gauge what it could be, but it, you know, it could be mahogany. It looks very. It's it's. It's classy as hell in here. <laughs> Hundreds of seats fill the um, the floor area that you, you're kind of making your way down through at this moment. Um, as I say, sort of looking around you, there's graduated circles above you, each of them with a lot of seats, raising kind of rows of private boxes to either side of the auditorium, all overlooking a, um, a wide, well-lit stage uh, with an orchestra pit in front of it. There's an orchestra kind of warming up in there at the moment. Um, they don't appear to be sort of in anything other than kind of what you would call regular sort of street clothes at the moment. This is obviously not a, a performance for people. This is a last minute uh, rehearsal before tonight's thing. And um, the stage itself is framed with incredibly sort of intricately carved marble kind of frontage with sort of inlaid gold patterns. And uh, yeah, it all gives off a sort of 
that this is possibly the most highbrow room that um, Booga has ever been in. And um, it's it's quite an overwhelming sight, I would say, for all of you. <laughs> Just the, the internal scale of this building was not what you were sort of expecting, even from looking at it from the outside. I think under his breath, Booga's just like, well, this is more like it. <laughs> this is this is where you wanted to be in life. Oh, yes. Maybe not under these circumstances, though. <laughs> well, it's a step. Yeah. If we save the king, then whoa. <laughs> Who knows? You might exactly. be able to afford a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as I say, there's a, the orchestra is um, it's kind of warming up. In the in the orchestra pit in front of the stage, and there there's sort of there's a, um, a half elf stood at the uh, conductor's little podium. Um, so, you know, it's a little tough to see from where you are. That by design they're kind of meant to be a little bit out of sight from the the general crowd, but they're not quite as sort of hunkered down as they would be during a regular performance. Uh, so there's, there's a half elf at the conductor station who sort of taps his. Um, baton on the uh, on the podium and to bring them to a quiet and then raises it and he's about to bring them in when he sees uh horace leading you down the uh down the aisle and sort of uh, uh, he makes a face that's a little bit like a sort of how dare you interrupt me kind of face as horace is sort of sort of gives him a, a look of like oh carry on carry on frowns back at him and then brings in the orchestra who start with a quite sort of bombastic piece of music um everybody else other than the four of you seems fairly like unmoved by it and as you look around there's sort of stagehands kind of moving pieces of um scenery around on the uh, on the stage moving ropes and things and so there's none of the um sort of cast or dancers appear to be here as horace had said you know he was expecting them kind of in the afternoon can i notice if anyone pays any special attention Marianne, or maybe to even does a double take when they see her. Um, can I get an insight check? I guess. Uh, that is. Oh, that is a seven insight. Seven. So strong yeah. seven. Turn out strong. <laughs> Nothing seems out of place here. Um, if anything, people are kind of ignoring her. Not specifically her, but like, there's not a reaction to her at all. Potentially, you could put this down to like that she is so out of where they would expect to see her you know she's wearing basically pretty simple clothing you know to replace the the blood splattered stuff from the the forest you know <laughs> yeah she doesn't look like a diva she's not had hair and makeup done <laughs> she's not you yeah. know and you know she's just hanging out in a group of randomers you know in the in the middle of the day but you know obviously horace is showing them around but as far as everybody's concerned you know your group could be anybody mm-hmm uh, it's, I think it's just she's so far out of there where they would expect to see her. From what you've picked up, maybe from what she herself said and what Horace said, she's maybe known as a bit of a diva in terms of she doesn't come to rehearsals, she just shows up on the night, does her thing, it doesn't really interact with too many people, and then leaves. Ooh, I've known that. So, possibly people haven't seen her outside of being in full performance on the stage mm-hmm. and so wouldn't really have a frame of reference mm-hmm. so yeah not a huge amount of uh, if any reaction that you, not that you can see not with the seven anyway so just out of curiosity and this is a, a player question not an in-game question sure how do we know that we have the real marianne 
Well, that's a good question as well, isn't it? Cool. Well, <laughs> she was she was bloodied and injured on the road, so we've got a. I, I don't know if anything. Booger's quite convinced and has no inkling of suspicion for her at all. All right. Yeah. No, I'm just. I'm not gonna bring it up until there's like an actual reason to bring it up as a character. Yeah. It's just something that I was thinking about as we were walking in and like she's not being a very diva y and maybe she's just traumatized, but Yeah. It is a fair question. Mm. <laughs> mm. She's the one you've brought with you from Cotton's March, that's all you can really confirm. And as far as you know, she's the one you found in the forest. I don't want to be. I'm not on purpose introducing more doubt here. I'm just. No, I'm confirming. I mean, no. If that is 100 your job, that was more of a <laughs> question for the crew. Yeah. Yeah. Something to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think Mary would be like, "Oh, this is definitely the real Marian because she's possessed." Yeah, that's how you know she's the real one because she's, yeah, she's they're really... the heroes. Yeah. So, uh huh, <laughs> clearly. All right, all right. Uh, Meta gamey stuff over. <laughs> sit back into character. I don't think that was so much metagamey so much as like a a sudden realization of oh no, what have we, have we what if we're accidentally yeah. <laughs> yeah. like oh by the way we could be leading danger into this. Yeah. <laughs> And that's fine till it's not. <laughs> don't actually know that she's telling the truth about anything. So yeah, whatever. Like you, all you can do is take her at her word, right? Unless you want to be constantly rolling insight checks every time she talks. <laughs> Which, if you want to do that, fair enough. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll wait until something hinky happens. Otherwise, yeah. it gets weird. So fair yeah. enough. Okay. Um, so where would you like to go? Who would you like to talk to? What would you like to do? Where was Horace leading us? Well, he's kind of just sort of led you into the main auditorium and you're kind of hanging around in one of the aisles. He's kind of watching the orchestra for a bit. You get the feeling that he's almost using it to sort of calm his nerves a little bit. He's like, oh, I can show you... Uh, well, who, where do you want to go? Who? I can show you to the backstage. I mean... Uh, like, what? We're the, new, we're the new managers, so we'd like to see... You know everything. Can you can you give us the tour, grand tour? Uh, okay. Um, uh, this way, please. Ushers you towards the sort of side exit, kind of at the front of the stage, which it, it has a sign on it that says no entry. But he, he leads lead you through it, and you're into the sort of behind the scenes areas of the uh, of the building. It's quite a narrow corridor, which you, you can sort of see immediately to your right as you as you as you enter through this door there's a set of steps leading up more to sort of stage level uh, the corridor itself seems to snake away to the left kind of almost behind immediately behind the paneling around the side of the the kind of auditorium itself you guess this is kind of like a quick way to get back to the the kind of um, front of house sort of area as soon as you're sort of in this small corridor you notice that this is very much not the uh, well carved luxury materialed you know think this is like oh we are in a fairly you know nondescript kind of utilitarian corridor here that's just like where well, it's wood and that's it there's no there's no carving there's no nothing the floor is just like floorboards this is where people work yeah yeah this is working space um there's there's candles on you know in little braziers and that but it's uh yeah this is uh the backstage is not quite as glamorous as the as the uh, the whole presentation makes out 
Um, he sort of indicates the right who have come up here. Head up small set of steps to sort of stage level, and um, you find yourself pretty much on the the side of the stage itself. It's kind of a, a, a large sort of um, fairly fairly large area, as you know, huge amount of open space above you again, and you can see there are sort of rolls of backdrops kind of hung from the ceiling above. Now you now you can sort of see up into the. Uh, up into the rafters itself. There's kind of rolls of different backdrops kind of ready to be <laughs> dropped into place. Looking around, there's all sorts of kind of scenery on rollers and wheels that can be very quickly pushed out into the onto the sa- stage space itself. A lot of room here for hiding behind things and, and stuff like that. Everything is kind of... There's a lot of moving, moving planes, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a huge amount of people here at the moment you, you can look out onto the stage and see that there's actually nobody there's nobody on the stage at the moment but there you know there's a there's a few kind of stage hands kind of doing last minute repairs to uh scenery and things and um kind of going you know going through some motions making sure everything's in place and he horace sort of leads you through this is my uh he, he leads you up to a uh a human guy um uh, this is my uh, my stage manager, uh, Frank. Um, Frank, you uh, you you know um, uh, uh, Marianne Durand, uh, uh, the star of tonight's uh, show. He sort of indicates, and Horace kind of looks at you as you your face with uh, Frank, who is a, a human man who's who's leaning over a desk that has got a bunch of sort of like what looks to be like notes and timings for things to happen. Um, he's got like a he's got a flat cap on, and a sort of kind of dirty waistcoat. Um, it, it looks like a he's like a practical kind of practical person. Mm-hmm. Frank sort of barely looks up. Just look, Horace. If there's anything particular you want, you, you come out out with it. I'm, I'm a very busy man. Horace just kind of gives you <laughs> a look. Like you, he's you've kind of Horace seems a little rattled. I will say just in terms of like you've told him what you think is going on and he is like he's on the verge of a panic attack sort of thing and he immediately <laughs> kind of defers to you frank it's it's lovely to meet you we're uh we're marianne's new uh marianne's new managers good to meet you he turns over a page he's, he's still not looked up he's, he's just got he's got a pencil in his hand he's just going through and you know working on this this note sheet yeah we're just gonna go ahead and insight this guy. Uh, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, that's a one. <laughs> seems. Uh, oh dear. Seems to be a very busy man who doesn't have time for small talk. Mm-hmm. That's that's the vibe you're getting. Uh huh. Uh, working working hard, to, uh, Frank, to uh to to make this this uh opera uh a success. That's the job. All right, good Ben. We'll uh, we'll uh we'll leave you to it. He he sort of he just sort of nods his head and continues. To, he, he hasn't looked up from his papers the whole time you're there. Right. Um, before we step away, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, one last time. Um, I was wondering, could I have a quick look at the papers you're working on there? I'm I'm curious about the uh, the sequence of events in this play. He he, he sighs just like a. It, it, it gives like a pointed look at Horace as if to say like oh, really I don't have time for this and then but he goes of course what do you want to know he sort of turns to look at you and he looks a bit 
a little bit pissed off. Well, if if it doesn't take too much time, a quick rundown of the actual story. I won't be seeing the play itself, unfortunately, but I'm I'm very curious. <sighs> okay, right. Scene one: the the rise of the demon. It it pops out of here, out of the hatch in the middle of the thing. There, all of the uh, chorus are in what we have, what we know as scene one: terrible garb, um, which is a bunch of tear away clothing that we can immediately, that easily washable, that we can throw fake blood on, and it's no problem. They get torn apart by the demon, screaming and singing about how awful the whole thing is. The demon disappears into the woods. We get that is then that we get introduced to our first main character. Uh, the tragic boy whose name I can't remember right now. Now, the demon tortures him in the for letting it come into the world and uh, wreak its vengeance on on humanity and forces it to be his servant. At this point, as well, we're introduced to our other hero, the young king, or at least the king to be. This is where we go to scene three, and it, it, it sort of starts going through all this, and it's it's very quickly you realise this is the story of the the demon war. Um. Mm -hmm. Or at least there's bits of it that you recognise, and there's other bits you're like, oh, I didn't know that historical thing. But then you don't know how much of it is like been embellished by whoever wrote the the opera. Mm -hmm. He keeps going, goes, and this is the point where, and he sort of he looks at Marianne for the first time. Our star here comes out and sings uh, her uh, uh, song of lament that she's being uh, that she's being trapped in um, trapped in her father's. Uh, protective clutches and wishes to go off with the young king and uh defeat the uh help him defeat the demon and um that's her big number and uh and after that and you go off and you get from this the thing that marianne would be, would have been playing the queen or at least mm -hmm. the, the woman who is now the queen and um yeah, it, it takes like it, he's talking quite quickly, and he runs you through a quick five-minute breakdown. He goes, "Right now, can I get back to work, please, so we don't completely screw this up this evening?" Oh, ab absolutely! That was very illuminating, and thank you for your time. Sorry once again. Right, it gives Horace another look, as if to say, "Like, fuck off, Horace." <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Horace, before we uh, before we leave the stage, I was wondering if you could take us out on it and point out where the king will be sitting oh yeah of course starting to just put, put together the sequence of potential events here of if if the doppelganger of marianne is the one to worry about then the moments when she's on stage is where we should focus and well her viewpoint is what i'm wondering about here oh yeah yes of course um well follow me he, he leads you kind of out into the the middle and um Says, oh, well, uh, Marianne, you'd be able to kindly uh, show. Uh, so, what was it, what was your name, sir? Uh, Booger. Really? <laughs> well, yes. And Booger kind of <laughs> furrows his brow a little bit, frustrated because this tends to happen. Oh no, no, I don't. Uh, I had an uncle named Booger. That's all. Oh, oh, there's not many Boogers out there. Well, no relation, I'm sure. But, uh, no, 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 not likely. Yes. Anyway, uh, Marianne, if you would so quietly, <laughs> she sort of nods. This is uh, this is position one for um, my solo, and she sort of takes a sort of position right, kind of not quite out. The, the stage kind of has a um, bit in the direct centre that kind of 
extends out towards the audience just slightly and she's not all the way to the edge of that but she's definitely kind of standing so that like she's suddenly like she would be the focus of attention for everybody no matter where they're sitting mm-hmm. and um this is this is where i would deliver my um uh my uh my solo piece from Horace steps forward and right if you come and say here the king's the king's booth is uh well the royal booth is uh, that one just there and he points up to the left and it's it's not the closest one but there's a quite a large one it's been positioned so that it would have the best view kind of of everything it's sort of on the left hand side and it's a kind of wide booth with uh for uh quite well appointed there's um curtains around it and um it can be made private if need be but there's a set of four uh quite grand seats set up into it you can you can even see from here that, that, that one right there yes that's the royal booth best seat in the house yes and a plain view from the stage up there as well could easily fire off some kind of magic or oh no mm. just thinking just thinking it's, it's about a sort of from where Marianne is standing to the um, booth is about 40 feet Horace could we uh we, could we go see the, the royal booth uh, I assume that but we can go in when the king's not there or anything. Oh uh, uh, yes, yeah, we have to be careful not to uh, not to disturb too much. <laughs> My of staff course. are putting a lot of uh, uh, they put a lot of effort into uh, making sure it's exactly perfect for His, his Majesty. Mm-hmm. He sort of look. He, he looks down at your boots. <laughs> um, I've got a. Uh, if you follow me, we can wipe the uh, wipe the horse mark off you. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm not judging the court, <laughs> but uh, there's some quite lovely carpets up there, and I just don't want to. Uh, don't want to have to clean them again. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a little bit dejected when he says that. So yeah, you're able to make sure your boots are as clean as they can be, and he leads you up to um, the first floor. Uh, they're still in the backstage area, but there is a kind of a small sort of access door. Um, which he, he opens and you, you step out into the public area and um, so then you notice the access door from this side would kind of blend into the into the wall a little bit so it almost be like a secret door and um, you find yourself in the corridor kind of outside the the row of entrances to the booths boxes I should say I keep saying booth it's quite clear which one is the royal booth because it is um, it's a little bit nicer pointed they're all looking quite nice you know sort of nice curtained doorways and um and that but the the royal one has a, a sort of extra bit of uh, ornamentation about it it sort of leads you to it well here we are <laughs> as i said be careful oh yes thank you thank you horse and mira's gonna very carefully you know like a like a cat going into a <laughs> room that she doesn't know just creeping in <clears throat> mm-hmm. just yeah. like sort of pretending like as if she doesn't want anyone to notice that she's in here okay yeah it's again it, it, there's very nice um purple carpet in here set of four chairs facing the um facing the stage a kind of waist high sort of barrier around most of it um but it's sort of dipped enough that you know if you're sat in the chair you're not like straining to look over the um over the barrier, mm-hmm. you've got a, a pretty uninterrupted view. Um, 
there is a curtain rail running along the sort of upper edge of the of the box so that the box can be closed off completely by a set of curtains and uh, yeah there's a sort of small shelves on the not not like a, not like a set of shelves but like there's one shelf that's kind of like a shelf is the wrong word it's more of like there's there's a kind of private drinks holder <laughs> kind of built into the thing so um any refreshments that the the royal party care to have have a, a convenient um place to be uh, stored it's very nice in here <laughs> could i like investigate to see if there's anything that looks like it doesn't belong sure okay and i get an investigation yeah, I, I think boog has come in afterwards and is equally looking around so if i can assist on that sure well if you're assisting um i'll just give you advantage on it okay 18 18 it's pretty good i mean not knowing a hundred percent what you're looking f- like not knowing what it would be like on a regular mm-hmm. day you can't sort of say oh well, that's 100 percent out of place but it seems pretty much as you'd kind of expect it. There's no like weird, you know, kind of objects stuck to the bottom of other things that clearly shouldn't be there, or stuff that's been like strategically broken or anything. You know? Little blocks of plastic explosive. Yeah, nobody's nobody's wired the chair up so that if it drops below fifty miles an hour, it'll explode or anything <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, the Rufus is not there. <laughs> Uh, no, nothing nothing seems out of place, really, I would say. And you, you feel fairly confident in that. Can I cast Detect Magic? Sure. So I, I don't think that the box is a 30-foot radius, but... No, the box is definitely least... not a 30-foot radius. Um, there is nothing that is immediately sort of standing out to you as, like, giving off any kind of magical aura, like, in the box. Um... Any kind of magical items that you or your companions have on you do have the kind of low-level sort of glow that you would expect. I can't remember if any of you have any magical items, is why I said it that way. <laughs> um, I don't think any of you do, really, do you? No, I don't think I have. Uh, yeah, I don't. I have a, I have armor, magical armor, but right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you get you're getting but like that's a, pretty obvious. Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. obvious, like. Yeah, Miri's armor is glowing, but like that's not a surprise to you. But as I say, nothing else in the area seems to be giving, you know, giving off any kind of mar- magical aura. Well, I don't think there's any magic here, so should there be? Uh, what sort of security do you have here? Oh uh, well, the uh, the uh, royal party has uh, traditionally brought their own um, uh, own guards with them. Uh, the 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 royal. Uh, the Cerulean Guard, I think they're called. Um, King normally has uh, someone stationed with him in the box and uh, two outside the box to uh, look after himself. It's, it's never been a problem up to now. We've, you know, never had any incidents. Kirk nods and continues, like, pondering hmm. and looking around the box. Are you looking for anything in particular? or No, he's just kind of evaluating. He's trying to figure out. Wouldn't they take this a little more seriously if it's the king? Is this our Lincoln moment where they start locking down stuff? <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to say nothing. Nothing jumps out at you, magic-wise. Um, I say it's very nice in here. It's very well appointed, and the 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 chair, you know, sort of. Not, it's not like a full throne, but it's a kind of. These are very nice, sort of armchair style kind of 
seating. They've clearly put on the best of the best for the king, and as Horace said, like they haven't felt the need for any additional security measures up to this point because it hasn't been needed as far as he's known. Miri's gonna ask him, uh, how, uh, how often does the king come see the opera? It doesn't come to every uh, production that we put on, but I'd say uh, two or three times a year. On other occasions, this box is um, used for other members of the royal family or other uh, high, uh, high up uh, members of uh, the nobility and the government, and uh, we, we prepare it accordingly. Is there anyone else of of, of note? I mean, beside the king, that's gonna, gonna maybe at this performance. Um, we were informed uh, ahead of time the king would be having some uh, uh, several guests with him this evening, hence the uh, the four chairs set up for him. Uh, in, Addition to the uh, to his guards, but um, yeah, we their, their names were not given to us. I will say <laughs> through uh, experience that the queen is not a fan of opera, so uh, she she's not expected tonight. Um, as far as as far as I'm aware, from uh, well, reading the tabloids and, and such, both of the king's sons are in their own uh, own dukedoms uh, the, the, for over the the uh, the winter over the winter holiday this year so uh, I don't I don't believe there's many members of the royal family in residence right now okay thank you uh, you can't you can't read it you can't believe everything you read in the tabloids so. <laughs> is the uh, route that we took into this box the only way up here oh no um this uh, this is cor- the the public corridor there is uh, well it's accessible from the um from the public areas and we also have another uh, uh, entrance way to this corridor that um, the uh, uh, refreshments um, refreshments are brought from uh, the, from the, the underground uh, kitchens and stores so um, yeah to, to, uh, again like the one we took it's uh, very discreet I see well, that, that won't really work in our favour in terms of people being able to come and go discreetly would it be possible to block any of these off um, well I mean yes but it's, it's going to affect our but affect our ability to get up here ourselves. <laughs> but yeah, I, I suppose so. I, I think it would be prudent to have a, a single route for the king to make his way up here. That way his guards can, uh, well, have one route to keep an eye on. Uh, if you say so. <laughs> uh, uh, he seems sort of thinking of other ways. Well, we, we can easily close off the one from the, the, the backstage. Um, I'll have to tell the, uh, the servers to... Uh, Take a, an alternate route to, um, to get up here rather than their usual uh, uh, usual access. Yes, uh, it should be doable, I think. Were you, you thinking somebody's going to attack the king in his box? I'm trying to cover all the angles. These are the two clearest ways that I can imagine attacking him, yeah? either from the stage or entering the box itself. Mm. Well, I've never had to imagine anyone attacking a box before. Do you know if they'd plan to do some sort of, like, meet and greet after the show with the actors of the orchestra. Oh, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that either. He's scheduled to, uh, after the performance, meet the cast. Uh, the, the the lead roles are normally brought up here to the, uh, to, to the actor, to the corridor here, and, um, he, he, he shakes their hands. They normally come up through the way we came up. I guess the only other place that I want to check is, um, Marion's dressing room. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah, uh, well, uh, <laughs> let's, um, if you follow me, <laughs> he, 
he's kind of he started making notes as you go because he's realised that oh I'm going to have to get this closed off and I'm going to have to get this closed off and that and you see him sort of jotting down on a little notepad and uh, it's scribbling is quite a little bit a little bit manic <laughs> bear in mind like I say this is day off and you've suddenly introduced a, a major element of peril and some major changes for him but he leads the way back into the sort of backstage area and uh, it's a bit of a kind of warren of small rooms and corridors back here uh, he leads the way into a kind of um, a fairly not not big, it's, it's definitely not a big dressing room but you get the feeling like as large as the main auditorium is and grand um, the backstage area is a lot of small things crammed into a as small a place as they can get it in this, you know, to sort of maximise the amount of room in the building that is used by the auditorium itself and uh, but he leads you into a, a smallish dressing room but based on the ones you've passed probably the nicest and largest and he said, well here's uh, we had everything ready for your arrival this evening uh, miss and um, you see in here there is a there is a bouquet of flowers in a in a vase on the desk which are of a variety that are very hard to get this time of year so this is they've clearly gone to some expense for this i think uh your detect magic is still going at this point kirik um just running towards the end of the time that that's working and you notice that the uh, the container that um is currently holding a, a nicely chilled bottle of champagne appears to be glowing softly with a magical magical aura uh, there is a large mirror uh, along one wall with a, a seat in front of it uh, there is a costume on a, a stand like a kind of mannequin stand and there is a sort of I guess like a kind of small sort of fa like a fainting couch style <laughs> uh, thing against one wall but uh, yeah that's it's a it's, it's not a big room but it's like clearly like they, they've made an effort for a star to to come again not really knowing anything specific or what is supposed to be here or whatever I'm gonna roll investigation just to see if I can see that there's anything that obviously should not be here sure yeah and, and once again I think Booga equally is just going into the room and just picking up things and looking around yeah I very thankful for that advantage I got a 17 17 um again not really anything looking out of place here um Again, like, like you say, you, you, you don't know what it's like normally, but like nothing looks strikes you as like, oh, this looks... There's something weird about that or anything. It just looks like you, what you would imagine a dressing room to look like that has been, you know, they've made an effort to welcome someone to. It doesn't look like anyone really has been in here. Like there's no like bags have been put down or anything like that. And that sort of jives with what um, Horace had said in that like... They weren't expecting, and they haven't seen her at all. They weren't expecting her till this evening. Is the costume in the room? Yes, it's on a sort of, uh, yeah, kind of like a mannequin stand, but uh, with no arms, you know. Okay. Can I take a closer look at that and kind of pare down and check to see if there might be anything concealed on it? Sure. Yeah. Uh, get an investigation check for me. And can I help with this one? Sure. So yeah, roll with advantage. Eighteen and a four. 18. So 18. Yeah, so 18. So the costume itself is kind of... It's sort of like a bit of an adventuring outfit, really. Although it's 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 kind of... It's styled in... I mean, the three of you as kind of, as adventurers would know this isn't a very practical outfit. This is very much a fictionalised <laughs> version of a <laughs> adventuring outfit. Like, the, the neckline is a little too low. 
Um, Big bustier. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, definitely wouldn't be that practical in combat. There's, It's a little bit of a sort of uh, frilly kind of dress bit of it that would hang down over the, the sort of the trousers bit, which again, not particularly practical. You, you give it a kind of pat down. It just, it, it's just fabric. There's no, there doesn't appear to be any kind of hidden sort of things in it, as far as you can tell. Okay. There, there's like a prop bow as well, um, but you, which you sort of suspect as you, you know, you think, oh, well, that's a weapon. But as you pick it up, it's quite clearly like this is not going to shoot anything anywhere. This is like, this is a piece of string attached to a bit of wood that might look alright from the distance of the crowd but clearly is like that has no draw on it at all that's not an actual working bow mm-hmm. it's very much a prop uh, Boog is going to gesture to it and ask Marianne uh, what purpose does this serve during the play I'm very concerned that you'd be uh, that you'd be wielding some kind of weapon and that this could be swapped out quite easily well I, I am playing um, I'm playing the queen um, uh, Queen Erin uh, but before she was the queen you know uh she, uh, I don't know if you know the story, but her and her and the king they they ran off, joined the fight against the demons, and um, was there when they uh, the archdemon was um, well they 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 defeated him. So they, I guess this is um, this is meant to be the, the bow that she she used during that time. I see. Uh, turn it, Horace. Is there a prop master, somebody that handles things? I I feel like this should be under control. Uh, well, well, you, you, well, okay. Um, well, you want to put this, put this, get this locked away? Is that what you? Well, not so much that, but more kept an eye on until the show, so that it's handed directly to the performer before they enter the stage, so that there can be no foul play with the uh, the prop itself. Oh, well, we can do that. I mean, but it was it's locked in here. Uh, it, I didn't say, but he did unlock. He had to unlock the dressing room to get in. Have we decided whether Marion is actually going to go through with the? Well, Marion is definitely going to go through with the performance, right? We're not going to wait for the. Yeah, other. I mean, this is up to you. Like, well, it's the, the question of what happens if Marianne's there and then the doppelganger turns up. Yeah. Because presumably um, they're going to arrive before the play starts, and if we're here at that that point, then that could head everything off before there's any potential problem. If we're lucky. So, like, would you like to? hang around the opera house to wait until before the performance or like to wait until the performance or do you, do you guys think we should go do something else like I'm kind of at a loss right now not gonna back, lie. back in character I'll just say yes I, I think we should hang around as you say if we all stake out different entrances and exits We'll see the comings and goings, and if there's anybody, well, in particular the doppelganger, we'll get the drop on them. Yes. Okay. That doesn't good. Um, Horace, how many uh, entrances and exits are there to the theater? Oh, well, uh, we came in through the uh, the public one, but we uh, at the back we have the the freight entrance and a, a separate uh, door for the cast. Oh, there is a stage door. Hmm, I couldn't find it. It's, it's on the back of the building. Okay. He leads you to a sort of a slightly wider area at the back of the backstage, and there is a kind of um, larger sort of. If it was modern day, I would say rolling shutter, but it's just like a larger <laughs> kind of uh, pair of uh, double doors um, that can be see opened for big bits of equipment and um, and things like that. Right. But there, to their side, there is a um, just a regular sized door that um, is for the 
the cast and um okay you sort of stick your head out and there's a it opens out into a there's a small kind of open yard at the back with a, a fence around it you know so this is sort of vaguely private mm-hmm. um but there are gates that uh, open out onto a not an alleyway but like a kind of narrow sort of access thing between the buildings here and the buildings that are on the back of them if that makes sense and i'm assuming the stage door was not locked it wasn't locked no but i mean this is the day of uh yeah you know, right performance right. day so. so you have to leave it open yeah the three of us could stay here at the stage door and horace could watch the front door or vice versa what do you guys think well, if Marianne is happy to return to uh, a dressing room and wait this out, I think that would be the safest option for her. We can lock you in if that's okay. Uh, yes, if you think if you think so. And yes, we'll wait for performance time on that front. Maybe we can, as I say, stop things before they happen. But um, yes, otherwise, yes, let's keep an eye on the exit in particular. Well, not the exit, but you know what I mean, the stage door. Yeah. So I guess we'll see Brian back to her dressing room. Mm-hmm. Does Horace have a way to get a hold of us if something happens at the front of the house? Uh, oh, I can, I can, I can send one of the uh, one of the ushers to to come get you. <laughs> okay, so like if if another Marianne shows up. Okay, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll get I'll get to get someone to let you know straight away. Good, good, yeah. Okay, we'll uh. We'll be here, back here at the at the stage door, and we'll just keep an eye on things. Right. Okay. Uh, I have to um, look. I'm going to be honest. There's, this is all very stressful. I need to have a drink. I'll be in my office. Yes. Good. Well, well. Uh, don't don't worry too much. And um, we've got this all under control. It's all going to be it's all going to be good. And um. Nothing's nothing's gonna happen. There's an underword tonight. We're gonna get everything squared away. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. I guess make a persuasion check just to see how like how reassuring you are. I guess. Mary just doesn't want him to worry. Yeah. I got. I rolled a twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he he looks visibly like. I'm a paladin. Yeah. I'm a charisma caster. Yeah. Yeah. No. You gave him the full like. Don't worry, we got this under control. Mm-hmm. You know, and he believed you. Yeah, yeah. But he does still sort of st- stump off towards his office, potentially to get a, a drink to steady his nerves. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, leaving the three of you, I guess, at the, just at the back door of the um, of the opera house. Booger's going to turn to Kirik. Um, well, I suppose as long as she's in that room, I mean, that is. Marianne, right? She, it would be quite the rules to have been so injured on the road. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's definitely that's definitely Marianne. That's definitely Ray one. Well, I wonder now, but How'd... yes, let's let's keep an eye out for this doppelganger. He's trying to pull himself together as he's saying this. I get I get these feelings about people, and they are exactly right. They're totally what happens. Every time? Every single time. Like, it felt good about you guys. Yeah, so now we're trying to save the king. Yeah. 
I'm going to say that Miri, but totally, since Miri 100% believes that Marianne is, like, blameless and stuff, she'd be like, no, it's fine. I'm going to I'm gonna stay here. I mean, let, let's just say between all of, like, the walking around and the tour and everything, you know, that was an hour or so, but it's still kind of before lunchtime. You, you've got time if you wanted to just be like, hey, real quick, Marianne, what's the deal with... <laughs> it, you've got time. Mm-hmm. You've got time to go buy Booger a coat if you really want to as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've done enough shopping for now. Is there is there a place to sit inside or are we going to be sitting outside? Because actually sitting outside would be kind of funny. You can sit outside if you want, but I mean, like, yeah, there's totally... Oh, I think Booger would just be kind of resistant to this. <laughs> the, 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 just the environment that they're in is too nice to like give up. As much as we're in the kind of little bit of the backstage, you still like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can sit inside the door if you want. <laughs> I, I think it would be prudent to uh, go and have a word with Marianne and then at least press her a little bit. Because she might play the fool. We, we'll have to see. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> before we go any further then, let me just kind of re recap the thinking here. So um, before we, you know, this, is, this isn't to discount any, you know, thoughts or suspicions you might have. I just wanted to lay it all out. So up until this point, you've been pretty, you know, open to, uh, you know, listening to what Marianne said and pretty, you know, you, you've kind of believed her along the way. And she's not given you any reason to, like, disbelieve her at all. But kind of with the the random brainwave of like, well, what if we have the wrong one, but no actual hard evidence? Are you looking to kind of go in and sort of interrogate her? Is, is that I don't know. Is, is that that long and short of it? Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not I'm not not trying to like discourage you from doing anything. I just want to lay it all out like that. Oh yeah. Well, she's locked in the room, so that's if nothing else. Surely, she won't be getting out of there anytime soon. You've locked her in a comfortable room with a bottle of champagne and an afternoon to kill. What could happen? Yeah, if, <laughs> if it turns out that she's perfectly fine, then she'll have just had a nice afternoon and won't know anything about these suspicions. We'll keep that completely quiet. <laughs> if it was me, I'd have a nap, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> in fact, no, if I was there and you're like, okay, stay here for the duration with this comfortable we, sofa and booze. And, could we, like, <laughs> set up like watches like we're sleeping for the night what just to keep an eye <laughs> and the rest on. Yeah. and the or rest just, of us just nap oh what during the afternoon <laughs> <laughs> like all the way through until i assume the the performance is going to be in the evening so we have a while yeah i mean you, like, if you wanted to have like a cat nap or something like there's time like you really did come here first thing in the morning like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we could have like a little time lapse montage of us just whiling the afternoon away. Yeah. Okay, so not confronting Marianne then. Yeah. We'll, we'll sit on that I think, I think Kirik would go and sit outside of her dressing room though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, th I think Booger's going to spend a lot of the afternoon kind of idly wandering around the theatre itself and just taking it all in. Okay. Just and, and thinking like if anybody's got any news they'll come and get me sure mm -hmm. and maybe gonna... you'll see something along the way who yeah. knows yeah it's, it's reconnaissance yeah sure. yeah excuse me I'm gonna hang out near the the stage door sure. and just be if you know because um you know at any time during the day the actors could filter in so 
Hmm. You know, it's it's performance day, so anybody could show up at any time. Yeah, I mean, Horace had said um, he's expecting like the, the people in the chorus to arrive kind of early afternoon for sort of warm-ups and uh, some rehearsal. Okay. And the same with some of the dancers as well mm-hmm. kind of similar sort of thing you know the the, the larger groups the non non leading roles or whatever if he's expecting them earlier because he thinks you know they they're going to be going over stuff the stars get a little bit more leeway mm-hmm. to the point of like you get the feeling he almost is expecting Marianne's you know if if none of if nothing was weird was going on he was expecting Marianne to essentially turn up last minute put on the put on the um costume walk onto the stage yeah perform and then go wherever she wants you know he's not mm-hmm. you know <laughs> not not quite as as compact as that but like yeah you know what i mean the, the the stars get a bit more leeway sort of thing so you're kind of expecting like people from the chorus and the dancers to arrive in the next couple of hours yeah i will hang out backstage and probably what was i doing before i think i was playing with the stick so yeah we'll do that <laughs> okay <laughs> well we'll sort of um i guess like you say, we can have like a little bit of an, a, a montage of the afternoon then. Um, so, Kerrick, yeah, you kind of post up outside Marianne's room. I guess, can I get a perception check from you? Yes. Um, that's a 22. 22. Okay. Nice. She's not making, like, there's not a lot of noise being made. You know, she's not like, <laughs> she's not just bouncing around, punching the walls and things. Um... <laughs> I don't know why that was my go-to for noise, but like, <laughs> um, she's become some frat boy named Kyle because of one chilled bottle of champagne. Yeah, she's just like, oh, sweet. <laughs> she's time up, to rage. She set up like a beer pong table up, in there, but it's like champagne pong. Um, <laughs> wow, fancy. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it in the. That's how we do it in the uh-huh. Valenay Opera House. It's champagne. No pong. solo cups for this lady. Goblets. Yeah. <laughs> Gold. Encrusted goblets. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's it's pretty quiet from there. You do hear sort of um, at one point sort of sounds of like you think it almost sounds like sobbing, and you you wonder you, you've kind of this is the first time she's kind of been left alone with her thoughts during this whole thing because pretty much from the beginning it was like either she was unconscious or like with you guys <laughs> or asleep, and then it goes quiet for a bit. Are you like putting your ear up against like the the door? <laughs> you sort of properly listening in or is this just kind of yeah what, what's the I think when she's just kind of ambling around uh, he's pretty content to just sit there but the second it sounds like she's maybe sobbing a little bit then he'll listen a little closer yeah okay. but he's not like grabbing a cup off of a passing tray and sticking it <laughs> up those, to the door one of those gold encrusted goblets that was on its way to yeah. another champagne pong table mm-hmm. um no, I mean, okay, so you know, it it goes quiet after a little while, and you can sort of hear, I don't know, slightly, slightly heavier sounds of breathing. You guess maybe she's fallen asleep on the uh, on the couch, because <laughs> there's no sounds of moving around, and that after that, it's just sort of you you hear an occasional snore. I think, because as much as I said I would totally take a nap, it actually that that does kind of make sense to do <laughs> what else are you gonna do yeah, what, are you, what are you gonna do like you know <laughs> so yeah it's it's sort of yeah you don't really have any idea really of like what's going on in there other than like at one point she was upset and then she was asleep sort of thing but there's no signs of anybody else trying to get into it or anything as far as you can tell you don't hear any of like 
<laughs> saying like, good, these fools are dancing to my tune and then <laughs> my master plan will be complete. She's not quietly monologuing in her <laughs> dressing room. Oh my god, Kirik, you hear the villain monologue. Yeah, you, you're the only one who thought to stand by and hear that you were in earshot of the villain monologue. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Don't call me that. So mean. <laughs> no, you, you, yeah, there's no signs of any monologuing villain or otherwise um, <laughs> okay <laughs> I do, you do think I think actually as the afternoon wears on a little bit you do hear her sort of wake up um, there is a little bit of a sound of rustling and you think maybe it's the sound that w- you would hear because you got what did you get 22 23 I'll give you this without another roll mm-hmm. you think maybe she's trying the costume on oh well he's definitely not going to interrupt on no. that you do your thing <laughs> And then um, there's sort of sounds of like, you think she's maybe doing vocal warm-ups at one point. <laughs> Do they sound like a singer's vocal warm-ups or like um, they sound like someone attempting? What? What's Kirik's like musical knowledge like? Is he? Uh, I. Like, is he on a scale of like tone deaf to like would know this? I guess. <laughs> I think he probably would have been really overwhelmed hearing the orchestra just come in bombastically in the actual theater area. Yeah. Uh, but he's like heard music before and he has, I think he's got pan flutes or something with him. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's okay. I'll, I'll give you that for free then. It, 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 it is, um, yeah, it does sort of, yeah, this sounds like a singer warming up. Like, not like full on, like, okay. right, belting it out, getting properly yeah. into it, but like, a feeling of like, well, I might be singing later. I'll just do some low-level exercises, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally fair. So it's not necessarily an Ursula stealing Ariel's voice situation, but it's not not that <laughs> impossible to tell at this point. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, he's not out of tune. I'll say. Perfect. Yeah, Booga. I guess. Uh, can I get a perception check from you as you're kind of wandering around? Okay. You're kind of keeping an eye out. I am also picturing Booga's montage music <laughs> as the Pink Panther theme. <laughs> and and kind of ideally in that circumstance, I got a critical fail. Critical fail? It's real nice in here. It's nice and warm. <laughs> you, you sort of drink in the atmosphere and you're, you know, time seems to while away. You listen to the, the orchestra sort of practicing for a while. Um, after a couple of hours, they are joined by uh, the members of the chorus, the choir, sort of filter in one side. Dancers start going, and before you know, like time has passed, and you're like, "Huh, well, this was a pleasant afternoon, if not for the knowledge of impending potential events." <laughs> but uh, nothing out of place. Doom, doom. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he'll have spent time moving around each one of the chairs, trying to figure out the best view. If he ever gets to come back, he's trying to figure out where he'll sit. Yeah. Do you uh, head back to Miri at a certain point, or are you...? Yeah, I think periodically. Every now and again, just wandering back. Yeah. Like, this is a, a couple of hours, so, like, as much as there's music and things to kind of be distracted by, he'd still end up just kind of, like, just to kill time, getting up, wandering about, going in, check it, checking on both of them, in fairness. Yeah. I think after you notice the dancers and the chorus have sort of joined the orchestra... You think that's maybe a good time to head back to the uh, the stage door, uh, Miri? Where you've been kind of hanging out, you, you've kind of, I think, actually, you know what? Can I get an insight check from you? Ooh, 
I got a nat one. Nat one. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Send your dice to jail. Yeah. There's been some low rolls today, but also some high ones. Mm. What a roller coaster. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, at a certain point, like, the um, members of the sort of chorus start to arrive, and the inside, you don't get a bad vibe off of any of them. Some of them kind of look a little bit like, sort of, a surprise isn't the right word, but a little bit curious as to kind of um, what a, a random armoured. Uh, tabaxi is doing kind of hanging out at the door checking them out as they come in uh, but nobody really says anything they're all kind of in a little bit of a hurry to get um, to where they're going and like I say you don't really get a bad vibe off of any of them another group of uh, what looks to be dancers enter soon after um, you see some of them sort of limbering up as they're walking in through the yard and uh, and uh, again no no, no bad vibes off of any of them and shortly after that you were, you were joined by Booger everybody seems uh Everybody seems to be on the up and up. So far, they seem good. No sign of this doppelganger, then? No, um, you know, no, no Marianne. Hmm. Well, I've had a pleasant enough afternoon. Brace us. Could be any moment now. Mm-hmm. A carriage pulls up as you're having this conversation, and from it steps possibly the largest woman either of you have seen in terms of sort of height and I guess just build and everything mm-hmm. human as far as you can tell who is wearing a fur coat and uh, a matching sort of fur kind of hat attended by a uh, a very small uh, mustached uh, gentleman who is is carrying a bag for her, and she sort of haughtily walks up to the back door, where the two two of you are kind of standing. Do I recognize you? Um, either I of them. Yes. Make a perception check. That is a six. You don't recognize either of them. Is there any heraldry on the cart that they pulled up in? Um, can I get a uh, perception check? Nine. Nine. There is, um, there appears to be a sort of a crest, almost in the, the shape of like a sort of star with the letters uh, VPC over it. The driver does not wait. Okay. As she, as she walks up, she's sort of... Are you, are you blocking her way? Or are you... What are you doing? No, I think... We're- is certainly trying to keep out of the way of the people that are doing their work and coming in and out. Okay. She sort of looks down her nose at you as she passes through. Looks like they don't hire anybody these days. <laughs> oh, we're just a, we're just some extra security. Here to keep the riffraff out. Could say exactly. That. Well, make sure they stay away from my dressing room. Um, and what is your name so that I can so that I can be sure they do? I'm Hildegard quite offended you don't know that already to be perfectly honest but if you're new as you can see I'm not very I'm not very cultured clearly yes we've had little chance to uh, attend the theatre much as I would like to mm-hmm. well make sure I'm not disturbed before the performance of course ma'am she turns and heads uh, not in the direction of where um, Marianne's dressing room is, but off to the other side, which, Booger, on your wanderings, you would know there are other dressing rooms that way. Uh-huh. Did 
We happened to see a cast list, or did um, Frank, the stage manager, happen to tell us about a cast list? Um, you didn't ask, but I guess we can kind of retcon it that, like, maybe when Frank was going through it with Booger, he was sort of dropping character, rather than saying character names all the time, he was maybe saying cast names, and you do remember the name Hildegard there as um, playing a uh, slightly objectionable member of the nobility in the in the script. Okay. But she definitely had a, uh, she has one of the final sung parts. Alright. The, um, her attendant uh, looks uh, long-suffering and he sort of gives you a sort of pleading look of like, please don't rock the boat as he follows her silently. As she goes off, Puka just turns to Miriam and goes, oh, she's delightful. I'm really glad that we're here and we don't have to be there. And I gesture towards her. Yes. Do without more of that uh, talk. Another carriage pulls up. From this, uh, a dwarf jumps down. He's got a um, quite well-tailored coat, uh, cloak on around him, of sort of black velvet. He doesn't have the, the traditional big bushy dwarven beard that you've seen on a lot of them including Horace. He has a sort of quite well manicured moustache and a uh, and no no full beard. He does have sort of mutton chops but again they've been kind of slicked down a little bit and his hair has, has been swept back in a quite, I don't know, fashionable sort of look as far as you can tell and he, he's uh, he's got a very different manner as he kind of heads up to the, the door. Hello, hello, welcome, welcome it is I, Antonio. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, Antonio. I'm Booger. Booger. And who is this? And he offers, and he, he takes your hand, Mary, <laughs> pulls it down. Cause it, you're, oh, you're not a huge amount taller than him, I suppose. Mm-hmm. What do I say? But he does, he kisses you on the hand. Oh, I'm, I'm Mary. Thank you. Uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance, sir. Good. Always good to see new people about the, uh, the opera house. Miri's just gonna say, uh, yeah, uh, Horace, Horace just, uh, uh, hired some more security, you know. Oh, good. Well, be sure to keep, uh, my adoring fan base, uh, well, treat them well, and, uh, I accept roses of all kinds. Duly noted. And he again heads off towards the, uh, the dressing rooms. You remember the name Antonio, who is playing a, um, a dwarven companion of the young king and uh, young king to be and queen to be. Okay. A little, t- a little time later, uh, it's not another carriage, but a um, a a young-ish. You put him again, sort of early twenties, young man, quite well dressed. Walks up to the the stage door. There is a small group of screaming young ladies following him. He he, he sort of, he's got a kind of winning smile on his face, and he kind of gives you a look as ah, oh, good security. <laughs> um, sorry, ladies, but uh, I'll see you uh, see you after the show. He kind of flashes this winning smile towards this group of um, young women, one of which swoons onto the uh, gravel of the yard, and uh, he turns around to the pair of you, who he's he's clocked as like, oh, there's security here for a change. That's good. Gives you a sort of like, uh, let's go, shall we? Kind of look and steps in between the two of you oh, yes sir uh we're uh we're new hires Could we have your name please 
My na my name. Oh yeah. Um, I'm Corey. <laughs> of the Hames or the? <laughs> it's it's pronounced Heim, but. Uh... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm playing uh, Prince Ajik. Oh, uh, of course, sir. Radical. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Good chat. Hey, gun fingers. Yeah, he does. Yeah, finger guns. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You guys are doing a great job. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And he kind of gives you like a. He's like, he, do you he like kind my of bowl cut. Yeah, he kind of bites his lower lip in a Justin Bieberish sort of way and strikes a pose oh. and then turns and heads to his uh, dressing room, which is uh, in the direction of um, Marianne's. I turn to Booga. I don't know whether I prefer him or Hildegard. Well, I thought he was a charming young man. Far, far more affable than Hildegard, that's for sure. <laughs> So, does Kirik ever rejoin us, or is he going to stay? Are you going to stay near Marion's dressing room? I think he's probably going to stay near the dressing room until okay. people start, like, ushering everyone around and they're, like, looking for Marianne hmm. okay. to join on stage. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Then I'm going to, I'm going to just, like, get elbow Booga and be like, Booga, um... It's it's nearing it's it's close to the time that maybe Arian was supposed to show up, so we might see some action soon. Yes, we well I'm I'm trying to think of how many more names I was throwing around while he was explaining. How many more due to come in? Not many, uh, if any. <laughs> so as uh, as the winter sun uh, dips begins to dip below the horizon uh, once more, the lights of the city um, have uh, begun to be lit all around you as you kind of look out of the this uh, rear entrance to the opera house um, so not quite as dark as out in the countryside but um, another winter's night is closing in and you can't help but feel the time of uh, the doppelganger's approach maybe almost nigh and with it whatever plot has been set in motion the stage is set that's gonna do it for this episode uh we'll be back in two weeks time on thursday the 14th of march for the next part of this story and we hope you'll all join us for that uh, in the meantime you can head to pretendingwithdice.com for links to all of our online presences including our social media pages our discord server our merch store ko-fi page and much much more so yeah for now that's our show we hope you all enjoyed it we'll see you next time <laughs>